Hello, everyone. This is Victor Jackson. Welcome to the Bible Centered Podcast. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 11. And Josiah begat uh, Jeconias and his brethren about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias begat Salathiel, and Salathiel begat Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel begat Abiud, and Abiud begat Eliakim, and Eliakim begat Azar. Uh, these are difficult names to pronounce, right? Amen. And, uh, and Azar begat Zadok, and Zadok begat Achim, and Achim begat Eliad, and Eliad begat Eleazar, and Eleazar begat Methan, and Methan begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, of who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David unto the carrying away unto Babylon are 14 generations from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. Now, I know out of all of that I read, all you caught was that uh, Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, of who is called Christ. That's all you got in all of that. And which bears my point for this message today, uh, where it says that Eliezer begat Matan, and Matan begat Jacob. And my message today is the miracle of Matan. Caught you off guard, didn't it? But let me tell you, it's important what I'm going to share with you today, the miracle of Matan. Can you lay your Bibles down and everyone close your eyes and lift up your hands? Let's ask God to speak. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your amazing people. There is a hunger here to know you, to encounter you open the windows of heaven god do a work in us let there be a depth that overtakes us for it's not by might nor by power but by your spirit let there be a fresh touch a fresh anointing do something special in your people today let us have an encounter with you in jesus name i pray amen can you clap your hands to the lord And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Somebody shout, yes. yes. The miracle of Mathan. Very rare to find a message about Mathan. Really, his life seems insignificant, even inconsequential to anything powerful uh, in the scriptures and as we were reading it through the genealogies it's almost like when you read the genealogies it's almost like we kind of got to make sure we stay up uh, because when you're pronouncing those names you're almost start praying in the holy ghost we're pronouncing those names and you know people try to skip through the genealogies uh, people be like get me when they read the genealogies they're like get me to abraham Get me to Jacob, get me to Joseph, uh, get me to, you know, all, get me to even Lot. But, but please, I don't want to hear nothing about Methuselah. I don't want to hear much about uh, all of these suspicious names. Uh, 
like Abimelech and things like that. And so we are trained to focus on moments and is what many historians and writers, especially Greek writers, would emphasize as charological moments. Uh, two Greek words for time. One is chronos and the other is kairos. And they both mean time, but it's two different types of time. Chronos is the chronological time. It means it's about 925 right now. That's the chronological time. You are, you are 27. You are 55. You are 68. You are 83. That's your chronological time. Kairos is appointed time. Kairos is a moment in time, a special moment in time where you may be 30 years old, but you can remember some kairological moments where God came down and did something. There was a kairological moment. And so we emphasize the chaos more than the chronos because the chaos is more interesting. It's, it's the more interesting moments like a Jacob, like a Jacob. He had a chaological moment wrestling with an angel. And we all talk about this wrestling match. We don't like talking about the hundreds of years that he lived. That's the chronological. That's mundane. That's normal. We like to talk about the moments. And what happens is we get trained to seek for moments moments get trained to seek for moments where we do not appreciate the day-to-day we do not appreciate the normal or the mundane and so when even as we read the genealogies we're not thinking about Mathan we're thinking about Jesus birth but it is the chronos or the the chronological time that leads to chronological time and, and so it's the normal times that lead to the special times. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are no special times without normal times. There are no special times without mundane times. It is the mundane that leads you to the special, to the great, to the amazing, to the important, to the powerful. It is those mundane moments that lead up to that. Amen. And so what's amazing about this when we read the scriptures Everybody wants this crazy moment of transformation without appreciating the day-to-day. And so uh, the, is, the issue is, is that everybody wants this Jacob moment of wrestling with an angel. But if you are doing that every day, you're dysfunctional. My God. You're not supposed to wrestle with an angel every day. But we live our Christian life trying to replicate special moments every day. (laughs) So if you're wrestling with an angel every day, that means why are you still wrestling? You're supposed to be changed. Does this make sense? And so what happens is people spend their whole life, I want that, I want that wrestling with an angel moment. I want, I want the ten plague moment. I want, I want this. I want, I want the anointing oil moment. I want all of these moments not understanding that there is a day-to-day life that 
builds that comes before and after those moments and it's how you handle the day today that determines the magnitude of the miracle before you it's how you handle the mundane that determines the magnitude of the miracle before you and there's people that are great in moments but in their personal day-to-day life it's tragic and, and, and these celebrities battle with that and athletes battle with that and great people battle with that because on stage they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but when the, when the, when the, the buzz goes down, come on somebody, when, when the heights go down, when there's not those moments of greatness, they don't know what to do. And so they look for the, the quickest buzz somewhere. Seriously. So they, they become uh, what they call adrenaline junkies, right? It's like if it's too peaceful, they get nervous. So they'll, they'll create conflict. And when they create conflict, they breathe out a sigh of relief. Yes, pain. Because they want moments. If, if there's miracle moments in your life every day, that means there's problems in your life every day. There's no need for a miracle without a problem. And so what, what I'm getting to with the miracle of Mathan is that Mathan is born in a time when God wasn't speaking. He's born in a time where there's 400 years of silence before the birth of Jesus Christ. And he's born in a time that God wasn't talking. He wasn't talking. He wasn't speaking during that time. There's a lot of things going on in the world during that time. Considering Alexander the Great's influence. Considering Julius Caesar's influence. Considering all these things happening in the world. But the issue was God wasn't speaking. Yet even when God wasn't speaking. It meant that God was still working. Can I encourage somebody here today? When God isn't speaking in your life, it doesn't mean that God isn't working in your life. You don't need the voice of God to just ring loudly every day in your life. Somewhere you got to trust him in the silence and know that God is still working on my behalf. The miracle of Mathan is that he was born in a time where there was silence, yet his life, although you don't know any of the highlights in his life, he didn't do anything great. He didn't write any books. He didn't do any miracles. He didn't go anywhere fancy. He didn't do anything. He didn't get a vision from God. There were no angels that were visiting Mathan. But what God is showing us is that Mathan is just as important as Joseph is because he's just as much in the lineage come on as anybody else that saw an angel in a vision it is Mathan that saw the miracle of the mundane it's the miracle of the normal day to day it's the miracle of the normal say I said life is a gift life is a gift it's a miracle to just wake up in the morning and come to church come on it's a miracle to just wake up in the morning and have blood coursing through your body it's a miracle to wake up in the morning and have your lungs expand with air and Mathan is what teaches you to be grateful for the small moments in life when your husband hugs you and when your wife hugs you and when your kids come in your lap come on somebody you got to learn to appreciate the mundane moments 
When you don't appreciate the mundane moments, you'll always be frustrated. You'll be so frustrated, you just create conflict so you can get an adrenaline rush. Come on. Come on, uh, this, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. That isn't happening. There's always this frustration, this frustration, this frustration. I'm not at my destination. You're in my way. Get out of my way. Uh, I'm not at my destination. You, you, get out of my way. But God says if you will learn to be grateful in the mundane, if you'll learn to just be grateful that I've given you another day, if you'll learn to just be grateful even when no miracles are happening, but you are thankful for the miracle of life, you you may not have the promise that you've been praying for yet. You may not have the job you've been praying for yet. You may not have your hopes and dreams you've been praying for yet. But the miracle of Mathan is that even when God isn't speaking uh, profoundly in your life, the miracle is that God is still working in the silence. God is still working when it seems like nothing is happening. He's You're a part of a master plan. Let, let, let me tell you, before, before I, was, I, was, I was born, there, there were no uh, miracles that were happening in my mom's life. My mom, she, she was uh, an adopted child. She had to be adopted because her mother laid her on a stove at two years old. Her mom was, wasn't all there. She started losing her mind as she got older. She was full-blown Atacapaw Indian. That's my grandmother, fully Atacapaw Indian and uh, there were some things that she was battling with her mind and so my mom at two years old she placed my mother on a hot stove and so my mom still has a scar on her thigh because of what happened in that moment. My mom went from an adoption place to another from family to family probably about eight to ten families. Some treating her bad some treating her well. She's a fraternal twin. It was There were no miracles happening there it was just mundane it was just mundane but somehow in the mundane God was still guiding her steps even in the mundane God was still guiding her steps God was still opening you got to learn how to thank God even in the crisis of life you got to learn how to thank God even when nothing's going right because just for you to be alive today is a miracle this is the Mathan miracle that I just thank God I got my family. I thank God that my son loves me. I thank God that my daughter loves me. I thank God that me and the family. Come on, somebody. You got to learn to be grateful for the mundane. When you're always looking for an adrenaline rush, that you are uh, going to be a dysfunctional person. Amen. It's like, because, man, hey, man, you're smiling at me too much today. Like, things are going too well. Can I mess this up? Can I mess this up, please? <laughs> I need a little chaos. I need a... It's like you and your relationship, God, y'all doing too well. So you're like, man, I got to fall into a temptation or something. Boy, I'm preaching today. I'm preaching. I'm doing a little too... I'm a little too blessed in my relationship with God. I got to mess up somehow. Got to get online. I got to start looking for a mess up. Then when I mess up, I just breathe a little bit. Whew. Get addicted to the dysfunction, always the adrenaline rush, always looking for the, the high. It, it, when it's too peaceful, when it's too quiet, you get nervous. When the family's too good, you're like, let me just throw some stuff, see how they respond. Let me just push a button for no reason. 
Come on, I'm helping somebody before the holidays hit. Come on, y'all. Y'all know them. Y'all know the hot buttons. Y'all know the hot. Y'all know the hot topics. Like I want to. I want to press it just to just kind of sprinkle some spice. See what happens. That, that that's 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 dysfunctional when you always gotta have a high. We have these highlights. We have these reels. This is the generation of the highlight. And it's always this, this, these reels. It's always these highs. And, and, and you see people that they'll create these things on social media of how they have this picture-perfect marriage. And, 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 and they got these filters. And they're always doing these pranks on one another. And, and, it's, and it's like, come on, baby. Come on, baby. And they're always happy. Come on, come on, somebody. They always got the same smile. <laughs> come on, come on. And, and they're portraying that that's what, what marriage is like. <laughs> come on, somebody. And they're portraying it, and it's all this giggly skipping, like. And it's all that, and then, and then we get a quiet. The first time they don't do a reel, a video, it's a public statement saying, we got divorced. And we got, we got, we, we got divorced. We just, I couldn't put up with their stuff no more. Like, this is confusing. See, you, you lived for the highlight. But it was the day-to-day that determined if it would last. Oh, my word. I'm talking right now. We, we, they lived for the moment and the highlight, and they got the millions of views. But, but they d- didn't understand that a strong marriage is built in mundane moments. A, a strong parents are built in mundane moments. Come on, somebody. Strong relationships are built in mundane moments. I don't need to be giving you a gift every day to keep you from betraying me, uh, to keep you from stop loving me. Come on, somebody. We got to learn how to wake up in the morning and you got the toothpaste and you used it all you didn't tell me come on somebody you you put the toilet paper on the wrong side you didn't come on somebody that is the reality of life and you gotta learn to see the power and the greatness of God in the mundane moments come on somebody clap your hands right now Hey man, it's the, it's the it's the it's the mundane moments that you. This is how thing, This is how covenants are built. They put thousands of years of life in sixty-six books. Come on, are you getting what I'm saying? Sixty-six books, thousands of years of life, and in my and in my Bible, that that that's only uh, that's only about twelve hundred pages. 1,200 pages to surmise thousands of years of life. See, these, these are just moments and highlights. It's track, the track record of, of moments of relationship with God. But you have to understand that there is a mundane and normality that is important. Mathan was born in a time where nothing was happening for Israel. Nothing great was happening for Israel. Nothing profound was happening for Israel, but he was just as much as a part of the plan of God as everybody else in that genealogy. We talk about Tamar, the Canaanite. 
who dressed up as a prostitute. She's in the lineage of Jesus. We talked about Rahab, the prostitute, how she's in the lineage of Jesus. And we see these a massive failures in the lineage of Jesus Christ. But Mathan, we don't know anything about him. We, we rather talk about the failures instead of talk about the normal. It's like the normal is more unattractive than failure. Failure is like a good testimony. Failure is like the good. Like, let's talk about how bad they failed and they still made it. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, this guy was normal. He didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's move past him. But he's just as much a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ as anybody else. And without him, you don't see Christ. Without him, you can't get to Christ. Say, you got to learn how to worship Jesus when nothing great is happening in your world. What, what, what happened today? Oh, just got some coffee. Ate a donut. Sat on the couch. Hung out with the family. That's a miracle. I'm showing you that there's a miracle and just appreciating your family. Oh my goodness. There's a miracle in appreciating who God put in your life. There's a miracle in just appreciating what God has given you. Is you ever had those 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 family members that that they only get excited about strangers? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. When you don't understand, they don't understand the gift that has been given to them in their own family. I don't want strangers to recognize the gift in my family before I recognize the gift of my family. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, what, what, when I traveled for uh, about a decade, uh, full-time, 220 flights a year, I, preaching to millions of people a, a year, listen to this, I would, before some of the biggest moments, the biggest conferences, the word of the Lord would come to me, and he said, Victor, this is what I need you to do. This is before, like, preaching to, to, to a lot of people. The Lord said, Victor, this is what I need you to do. What is it, Lord? What I need you to do before this conference is I need you to get your wife some flowers. And I need you to take your son to the arcade and play some games together. And that is just as spiritual as me preaching to thousands of people. Everybody wants the carological moment of this wrestling with an angel and with, with this birth of Jesus Christ. No one wants the Mathan moments. Where it's the mundane where you're just learning to be a good husband. A good wife. A good father. A good mother. I need somebody to clap their hands right now. I need... Before these great moments, he said, I want you to bring, get your wife some flowers. Y'all go for a walk as a family. Y'all go to the park together. And that, my friend, is what you call balance. 
Everybody say balance. It's mathon that's important. It's important for, for a balance. There's people that go on an anniversary trip looking for people to pray through to the Holy Ghost. Y'all going to throw me out of here. Y'all going to throw me out of here. They're on an anniversary trip. And they're like, do you know the Lord? Do you know the Lord? Can I baptize you today? The wife in the corner. Come on. Come on, somebody. Like, like, like we, this anniversary trip is not, for, is not an evangelism trip. Are you kidding what I'm saying? This is, this is our time. And you got to understand that family time is just as spiritual as anything else you do. But we've been trained otherwise. We've been trained to, to, to uh, ignore your family for the work of the Lord. And ignore, ignore, ignore the family. It's like, y'all kids, get off of me. I'm praying. Thank you. I'm trying to be like Jesus. <laughs> Somebody clap right now. Somebody clap. Somebody clap. I'm walking in love right now. Get out of the way. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. And, and the kids are surprised when they see you praying at church. They're like, they're like, they're like, can we go to church more often? You treat me better at church. And it trains the kids. The kids don't even know how to operate like. Because they're like, we see how you are at home. You're always nice to everybody at the church. And that's your job. But when you get in the car. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. What, 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 what I'm trying to share with you is, is, that, is that, that, there, that there is a mirror. You're not wasting time when you're spending time with family. Ah, that's why we live in a generation that don't know how to rest because we get our value from constantly doing moments, 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 miracle moments, miracle moments, miracle moments, miracle moments. I'm not valuable if nothing crazy is happening, even if it's bad or good. I just need something to happen. I need a tragedy or triumph. I can't handle anything in the middle. The silence makes me go crazy. Come on, somebody. But, but the miracle of Mathan is that he's just as significant as a Tamar and a Rahab. He's just as significant in the lineage of Jesus, although he did nothing. But what? What did he do? Live. He lived life. Got married, had a child. Y'all not hearing me right now. What did he do? Great. He got married, had a child, kept loving God. But where did, but where did he preach? Did he, did he slay some demons? No. He just prayed, loved God, loved his family, had a child. And he's just as important as anybody else. In that lineage. He's in the lineage with kings. He's just as important as King Solomon. He's just as important as King David. 
all the highlights. You don't see any books written about Mathan. Mathan, how to live a mundane life. I don't think that's going to be a bestseller. How to just be normal. You're like, yeah, yeah, forget that. But greatness is found in mundane moments. All right? I'm trying to help you to stop living a frustrated life. When it's as simple as the daily walking with the Lord. I'm going to pray. I'm going to stop setting. We got the Bible plans that we're going to do in the new year. But let me say this. Stop setting unrealistic goals in your Bible plans. You're like, you, you haven't read, read the Bible in a while. And then you put a goal that you're going to read the Bible in 30 days. I wonder why you're living in condemnation. Is that not the truth? Because I got to do a great moment, whether it's whether I succeed or fail, at least it's great. But, you know, there's a power in just reading the Bible in a, in a year, reading, reading a chapter, reading two chapters. Come on, somebody. There's a victory in the mundane. The name, the name Mathan, it literally means a gift. It means a present. You have to understand that every day is a present to you. Every day is a gift to you. Every day is a gift to you. Every moment is a, is a gift. And you got to learn to, if you learn to appreciate the gift, you wouldn't be stressed all the time. You wouldn't be in chaos all the time. And it, gratefulness is the antidote to bitterness. You wouldn't even be bitter all the time. If you learn to just be thankful, you know what? I'm so thankful I got clean water today. Yeah. Yeah, like a large percentage of the world don't have access to clean water. When you go to the restroom and you have plumbing, you're in the 1% of the world. Isn't that incredible? You're in the, one, you're in the top 1% of the world to even have a bathroom. To even, to even have clean water. And we got clean water, and we still don't drink from the faucet. Ain't that the truth? Come on, somebody. We got clean water. I still ain't drinking from the faucet. Put my filter on there. Put my filter on there. I'm just drink, drinking my spring water. Get me? Give me my Fiji. Come on, somebody. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? We got, we got, we got... So much access to so much stuff here that the majority of the world doesn't have. Watch this. And we're still bitter. We're still mad. We wake up angry. We wake up. Uh, uh, oh, it didn't happen. God's like, appreciate Mathan. Mathan's name means a gift. 
It means a present. Appreciate the present. I'm so thankful you know about your past. I'm so thankful you're anxious about the future. But can you just appreciate the present? Can you learn to live in the moment? Can you be with your family this week without worrying about how much money you're going to make next week? Can you, can you appreciate your family this week without worrying about how much you're going to get or how much this and how far I am from this and they doing this? Come on, are you getting what I'm saying? This is the miracle of thought, and this is how you get balance. This is how you get balance. I tell people that, you know, and, and, and about in 24 hours, like at a, at a a conference this summer, I preached to 10,000 people, got on a flight here for a children's service, and I was rowdy. I was right. I dressed up as an adventurer. I was rowdy. I was rowdy and chat. I had a giraffe on my hand. Y'all not hearing me. I went from in a suit and tie, 10,000 people to be like, hey, guys, what's going on? And then from that to go and play the Nintendo Switch with my son at home. And all three of those moments were just as spiritual and powerful. Because I learned how to appreciate the mundane moments in life. Just, you know, just the ability to talk is a gift. The ability to comprehend is a gift. The, the ability for your hands to move, for you to have feeling in your body is a gift from God. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. And so Matan, he's born in a time that nothing great happened. Nothing great happened for Israel. Nothing great happened in his life. But God said, you know what? I got to put this man in the lineage. Because what he did was he lived. He lived, he had a child, he died, and maybe he died in his life saying, I didn't accomplish anything. God said, put that man in the lineage. Because the mundane is just as important as the miracle, the regular. And so that's why people live in frustration, and they always, they always got some type of, some type of problem. Because they only feel like their life is valuable if they have a problem. Pray, pray them out of one problem. They're like, hey, I found a new problem. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Okay, awesome. Next day, hey, I got another problem. And they give that to God all the time. God, I got a new problem for you. I got a new problem. I got a new problem. I got a new problem. And God's like, what would your life look like without any problems? You know what you say? Well, God, I'd probably just create a problem. That's easy. That's an easy answer, God. I'll just create one. <laughs> it's too peaceful. You just walk up to a random person and be like, hey, I hate you. <laughs> and then, and then, then you see them getting mad. Oh, you mad. Oh. <laughs> God, well, oh, look, God protect me from my enemies. <laughs> God's like, you just created an enemy. Are you kidding what I'm saying? But people feel like they're only valuable if there's trouble. 
And that's a dysfunctional thing. That's, being, that's because you were raised in a dysfunctional environment where somebody was getting slapped. Somebody was getting yelled at. Somebody was getting kicked. Somebody was getting tripped. Somebody was yelling somewhere. So you think that the chaos is normal and it's not normal. But I thank God for Mathan huh? because Mathan teaches me that I can have value in ordinary moments huh? where I'm just holding my child, huh? where I'm just holding my daughter, where I'm just talking to my spouse. Come on, somebody. There's a miracle even in the mundane can somebody clap your hands to the lord right now there's a miracle in the normality and in the normality and we have to learn to appreciate that that's how you get delivered from frustration i thank god and i tell people that there's three that there's three types of uh, processes that God puts someone through whenever he gives them a promise. Whenever he gives them a promise, the first thing you'll encounter is uh, frustration because you see how far you are from the promise. But then frustration will give birth to learning to be content. I remember God would speak to me these things, and I'd be so frustrated. How am I going to get there? How am I going to get there? How am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? And then God had to teach me, can you just learn to be content where you are? Don't lose sight of the promise, but learn to appreciate this, this process. You're only this old for one day. You don't get that day back. Think about it. You were frustrated. At 27, now you're 42, and you're still frustrated. And now you look back and you say, man, at 27, that was the good old days. Talk, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. You were 18 whining about how bad your life is. Now you're in your 30s, and you're like, ooh, that was 18, man. Life was so much more simple. It just Now you're appreciating the moments that you used to be ungrateful for. Isn't that the truth? You, you are frustrated. Now you live a, a little bit and you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad, actually. Because nah, now I got a whole lot. And then watching 20 years, you're going to look back at this moment and be like, it wasn't that bad, actually. Now I got a whole lot. And then should the Lord tarry 40 years, you're like, who, remember we were complaining back in 2023? It's like, in retrospect, that was nothing. We got to learn to appreciate the present. That's what Mathan names means, a gift, the present. There's no gift like the present. And we got to appreciate today. And we have to understand that you're just as spiritual, having peace with one another, peace with the family, peace with your friends, peace with people in your life, as it is you getting that promotion or getting that open door or having that ministry opportunity or having, you're just as valuable and appreciated. And that moment is just as great. Thank God for the carological moments. The carological moments, that's when Jesus is born, powerful. But thank God for the chronological moments. That's just the day-to-day. -day. That's where Mathan's born. No one's, no one's going to preach about Mathan, but I'm going to give Mathan justice today. 
the power of normality is just as significant. People say, well, listen, listen, I went on a 40-day fast. And my first question to them is, what did you do the 41st day? What, what did you do on day 42? What did you do on day 50? Because it's not just those powerful moments. It's the mundane before and after the moments. And how we handle the mundane determines the magnitude and the effect of those powerful moments in our life. Can you lift up your hands right now? I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody. God, help me to appreciate the day-to-day. Help me to appreciate the mundane. Help me to appreciate, oh God, today. Help me to appreciate today. Thank you, God, for my family. Thank you for health in my body. Thank you for the ability to walk. Thank you for every fiber of my being, for every limb, for my lungs, for my heart, for my nervous system. God, I thank you for eyesight. I thank you, God, for the ability to think. I thank you for my mind, oh God. I thank you, oh God, for every part of my body. I thank you, oh God, for my family, for my daughter, for my son, for my wife, for for your husband. God, I thank you, oh God, for these, these small things that I'm appreciative for. And that, God, when I don't hear you speaking, God, I know that you're working. I know that you're working on a master plan. I know that you're moving in a mighty way. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Could you stand right now? Can you stand from the front to the back right now? Musicians can come. I feel the presence of God talking to somebody right now. I feel the Holy Ghost ministering to somebody right now. I feel somebody being, you You came in bitter, you came in hurt, you came in broken, you came here uh, frustrated, and God has come to calm your fears. He's come to calm your mind and let you know you didn't realize that you were walking in a miracle. You didn't realize you were walking in a miracle. You're walking in a miracle right now. Right now, right in this very moment, it's a miracle. You don't understand the sicknesses and the things that were coming after your body today. You don't realize God is keeping you right now. You were supposed to be on your bed sick today. You were supposed to be almost gasping for air. You don't realize what God has been protecting you from. That there were things in your genealogy, cells and sicknesses that were supposed to kill you by now. But His grace His mercy, his love is keeping you. So it's not time to be ungrateful. It's not the time to walk in bitterness or unforgiveness. It's time to walk in a gratitude and an appreciation. For the gift of life, the gift of family, the gift of community. 
This is the church of the living God that Christ paid for. We are in a miracle right now. We're in a miracle right now. This is a miracle to be in a church, to be able to be in his presence. This is, this is a miracle. Don't die of unforgiveness or bitterness in the middle of a miracle. Appreciate the miracle of Mathan. I just thank God for another day. Can you step out of your seat, come forward, and just lift up your hands from the front to the back? We're going to have a time of prayer. But you are blessed, my friend. Come on, that's it from the front to the back. There's room up front. There's room to the side. Just lift up your hands when you come forward. You are blessed, my friend. You are blessed, my friend. You are blessed, my friend. God has brought you to the kingdom for such a time as this. God gave you that child. God gave you that son. God gave you that daughter. God gave you that spouse. God gave you those parents. God gave you these people in your life. And the miracle of Matan is that I'm just going to appreciate what he's doing in me and what he's doing in my family. And I'm just going to appreciate today for this opportunity to be in your presence oh God God I love you I love you and I just came to seek after you I just came to go after your presence because you've been so good to me I didn't deserve it and I don't deserve it but I love you Jesus I love you Jesus come on that's it can you cry out to him as she sings can you cry out to him Thank you so much for listening. Uh, for more information, you can follow my social media page, Victor M. Jackson, or you can come visit us in Orlando, Florida at Bible Center of Orlando. Thank you for joining us. God bless.